Welcome back to the DeCesare Group Podcast, where we discuss the economic development and business activities in South Central Kentucky. I'm your host, Jim DeCesare. We have a great program for you. We're going to be talking with our good friend Taz Zukic and his son, Erden Zukic. I'll have more details in just a moment. The DeCesare Group is a full-service business consulting, development, and public relations firm, and our mission is to provide business solutions and strategies to entrepreneurs and businesses so they can succeed and grow. The DeCesare Group podcast goes with our newsletter, Soki Economic Development and Business News, and you can subscribe on our website, thedeCesareGroup.com, and make sure you follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On this episode of the DeCesare Group podcast, I sit down with Taz Zukic, CEO and President of Taz Trucking, and Erdin Zukic, Taz Trucking's General Manager. Taz is the founder of Taz Trucking in Bowling Green, Kentucky. He and his wife, Amira, came to Bowling Green as refugees from Bosnia in 2000, started working in a factory, but later got his license to drive a truck, and he co-founded Taz Trucking in 2004 with his wife. The company started with a single truck and has grown to over 120 trucks and more than 150 employees and transports goods to all 48 states in the continental United States. Airden is a second generation for Taz Trucking and serves as the general manager overseeing the day-to-day activities. Airden attended South Warren High School and the University of Alabama. Here's my conversation with Taz and Airden Zukic. Hey guys, thanks for being on the DeCesare Group podcast. I'm honored you're here with us. Hey, thank you for having me here. I'm so glad to be here with you. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for uh, for having us on. Well, glad to have you. And, and one of the things that we've been wanting to do is um, highlight some of the clients that we've been working with. And we're uh, especially uh, proud and honored that you all uh, let us do your social media and work on your website. And we appreciate that so much. And, and we thought you have such a great story, uh, Taz, about you and your wife uh, coming to the U.S. And tell us about some of the challenges you had when you came over and uh, resettling in a new country. Yeah, at, uh, at this time, it's really hard for me when I move in. I was like 30 years old, and I bring two two infants. So yeah. you didn't know English, and I don't. I don't still don't know English. <laughs> good, so. Well, I can understand. Uh, <laughs> and uh, at this time, coming in new place, new world, with two kids, no job at the moment. Yeah, I just uh, live on a food stamp for two months. International Center of Bowling Green helped me to find my first job. Helped you out find you an apartment for a little bit too. Yeah, they find me apartment too. Yeah, and pay me apartment for two months. After that, it's gonna be on me. And uh, they found me job. And job that they found me is a little bit far away. At this time in 2000, it's no no open jobs in Bowling Green like today. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have to travel 30 miles one way to my job in factory. And I was happy at this time. I think that's it. But you know what? I can make it, you know. But uh, when I start working in factory, I, I figure out it's not going to be enough to support family with just a paycheck of, uh, from factory. Yeah. And uh, I bring my wife to, to, to work, too. So we just start in two different s- shifts. Yeah, because so you got to take care of the kids, right? Someone have to take care of kids. So. Sorry. <laughs> and and at, the, at this point, we think, oh, it's okay, it's okay. But we still not was yeah. 100% uh, happy with this one. So that's, that, that's the first part of our life in America. And we just think learning every day how that's how this goes and it's it's really challenging to change from uh style life in europe to here 
right. completely different culture. Absolutely different culture. Different people. Different people. But with a lot help of Bowling Green people, this is really helpful. If I go back and watch but how, what the people do to me here in Bowling Green is awesome. And I'm really appreciative for the, for the city and the people around that helped me at this moment. And I, I know uh, you and, and former Mayor Johnny Webb are good friends, and he's been a uh, an influence on you to some uh, aspect, I would say. Is yes, that correct? Yes, yes. We are, we are really good friends, and we... we uh, we work on, I support him on, on uh, I-65 Beautify, so yeah, we are really good friends, and I, I, I'm really blessed that I have him like friend, and he he do really good job for Bowling Green. So it's and not it's, to mention all the all the all the um, Time Magazine Bowling Green voted number one place to live on all the back of our trailers that we've been working. Oh, with that's what that's, that's what we try to support all all cities. So yeah, absolutely with Johnny Webb, yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, when I'm uh, out out and about driving around the country, sometimes I'll see one of your trucks and I'll see that that Bowling Green sticker on the back, and I go, "That's oh, where yeah. I live." That's that's, <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all the home home hometown, and we we really we really enjoy it. This is new home, and we we just. Enjoy it here. Well, quick question, Aaron, and I, I I didn't realize this, but but you and Arnella uh, are were born in Bosnia too. No, actually, we were born in Germany. Okay. Um. So when um the war broke out in Bosnia in early nineties, yeah. yeah. Um. My parents both fled as refugees to Germany. Um. They lived in Dusseldorf. Taz lived in a couple of places actually before he ended up in Dusseldorf, and that's where him and my mom met and ended up getting married. So that's where me and my sister were both born. My sister in '96 in Dusseldorf, and me in '99. All right, fantastic. All right, Taz, can you uh, can you share one of the pivotal moments or experiences that led you to transition from working in the factory and pursuing a career in trucking? Trucking is a really really good good uh, word for me. Uh, when I was in Germany, I see American truck sometime on a German autobahn. Uh-huh. And I really loved this truck. And uh, when we start working in factory and me and my wife, we still cannot provide really good <coughs> life for our children and for ourselves. And I just thinking we need to do something better. And I think it's, it have to be some opportunity here for us to, to do something better. And I just thinking to, to get my CDL license. But at this time, I, I don't speak English. At and, all. And it's Even really, it really hard. Nobody want to give you a job. Like if you, how, how I'm going to get my CDL license and stuff that, you know, I'm just thinking and talking to people here in town from, my, from Bosnia too. And they give me a name from some people in Jackson, Florida, that they can do, like they translate, like test. And you can get a CDL license in Jacksonville, Florida. And I tried to reach to these people and get contacts. And they told me, yes, yeah, you need just to come down. We need, uh, you need to stay a couple of weeks. And we think it's, it's going to work. And asking how much it's going to cost me, stuff like that. And I don't have money at this time. <laughs> we, yeah. are, we, are, we are broke. And uh, I borrow money and go down to Florida. And after three weeks, I come back. With my CDL license, so fantastic, and uh, that was in March 2001. Okay, and I think 
Oh, I, I was happy, so I, I can go now to drive truck. So. No, not can. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever I go to, to apply for a job, nobody want to hire me. I'm just a new CDL. You know, in CDL life, you know, you, know, you need to go to training. Even if you get new, new out of school, you have to go still with, with trainer on, on road, like maybe for six, six, months, to, six, yeah. six to eight weeks minimum. Yeah. And... Uh, I just think, oh my God, I just spend the money that I borrow and I don't have another job and I just go back to factory to do what I, at least what I, what I can make in factory. And I just continue to find job. I cannot find job, no speak English and no experience. And in October 2001, a friend of mine just called me and said, Tez, you like to, to go with me on training? I can train you. I say yes, why not? And I just that's happened. Like he wake me up on Sunday, Sunday night, I think uh, around uh, 11:30 p.m. and say, if you like to go, we can go just now to Chicago. I have truck in Chicago. We we gonna grab truck in Chicago and go. And I wake up, my wife say, hey, I have to go. I cannot go tomorrow to work. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she just go tomorrow and tell that I'm not gonna come back to more to the work. And I just, from this point, I it, it just start rolling, rolling, rolling. So that's that's the case. And that's the reason but why I changed from factory job to to um, truck. Well, I, when, I, when I start my job in factory, I think that's, that's good, good for me, for my family, if I can support my family. But at this time, small children, you know, you need to support everything for them. And it, we, we don't, we don't, we don't bring uh, more money on Friday, so to, to support yeah. them enough. So, and that's the more more reason that I change from, and I think uh, it's 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 done good for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> really good for me. Yeah, it's been pretty good. You, <laughs> I mean, you started with one truck, and now uh, you've you've had remarkable growth. Um, and, and so, what were some of the early challenges you faced, and and how did you overcome them to build the 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 company you have today? Because obviously, English was a barrier. Yes. Um, you know, getting the training was a barrier, uh, but you know, you you fought through it. But everything was hard on, on start. Yeah. Even even today, when you start new 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 job, you you think you know something, but you don't know nothing about that. Uh, I I, I drove truck like two and a half years, almost three years before I opened my company, and when we opened company, I think oh I know everything, no no big deal, and first time. When we purchased second truck, we we had to the wall. I purchased truck and I have to go on road and send my wife to register truck and I tell her go to courthouse and register truck. So, and she go down to courthouse, and I call her. I I have to call her after 9 p.m. You know, yeah. at this time, these young people don't know that we have just really expensive phone. And I have like 150 daily minutes. Yeah, yeah. From, uh, and there were no unlimited minutes back no, then. No, uh, unlimited minutes. Uh, or data. Min yeah. 150 minutes day, day time, you know. Yeah. And after 9 p.m., I think I have 3,000 minutes. Yeah, and I yeah. have to wait 9 p.m. to call her. And I call her, did you register taxi? She said, yes, everything is fine. And I call my cousin, that's my first driver. Hey, truck is ready. You can go tomorrow. And he come just back tomorrow, grab truck and go on road, first load going to California. And when he go to Iowa, 
police stop him and ask him for registration, and he give him registration and say, sir, you are on the wrong way. You cannot go farther than Kentucky. <laughs> what? <laughs> he didn't know you had to register in all the states. And, I got uh, you. <laughs> he, he called me and said that he don't speak English either, so he called me something and told me I, I tried to, at this time to talk to officer, but I don't understand. I said, what's wrong? What? No. Yeah, was, yeah. And I called my wife say, what you do? Did you register the truck? They say, yes, I did. But what did they tell you? They asked me, do I, do I like to register for Kentucky? I say, yes, and they give me registration. How much you pay? She's, registration was like maybe 1600 She'd say, I pay 1400 I say, something has to be wrong. Yeah. And what's, what's happened, she, she's supposed to register for 48 states, but she just registered for Kentucky. Yeah. Not for 48 states. And I have to send her back again and... Sometimes when you pay, uh, when you made your own mistakes, it's expensive. So that's a, one of the cases, you know, when you think you know everything, but you don't know nothing till you, till yeah. you get into and uh, start to work on something. Well, so. that's, that's with any new business. I mean, you, you know what you're doing as far Absolutely. as driving the truck, but then you've got to uh, run yeah. the business uh, side right, of right. it. The business <laughs> side. And my wife is really a big supporter on, on it. If she don't uh, graduate from... Uh, Best. BG Tech. Yeah. BG Tech before yeah. Sky yeah. City. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will not feel comfortable to open company. But I think she, you know, she she speak English at this time, so we can we can do it. I think, oh, I know everything. I, I'm driving the truck, driving the road. But when they come to the insurance, when they come to IFTA, when they come to so yeah. many. Workers come. You, you know, you got you to put maintenance on the truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, 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 but, right. Thanks God, everything goes smooth to me. You know, sometimes you pay your, your mistake, but you learn from mistakes. So right, doesn't happen again. Doesn't happen again and stuff like that. So, but this is this is a kind of challenge when you when you start business. But but mean you know that you we have to be careful and make sure try to ask people who can advise you, give you advice, so how everything is going and stuff like that. So. Right. Well, and, and Aaron, you know, growing up in Bowling Green and, and watching your parents' journey and building Taz, um, and you've joined the family business. Correct. So so tell us about your role as, I guess, general manager, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so what do you do um, besides keep Taz straight? <laughs> I think Amira does that. Though, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's definitely her role. She's the boss's boss. Even though her official title is vice president, she's the president's president. Yeah. Right? So... Um, but my role within the company is basically just right underneath them. I'm trying to be a sponge. Um, and hopefully one day um, when this guy gets sick and tired of trucking and worrying about insurances and IFTAs and cargo and all that stuff, maybe he'll maybe he'll um, find it in his heart to pass it down to me. That's the plan anyway. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> right now my role is to um, obviously serve sort of an executive function below them as well as be kind of the liaison with employees um, so that they don't have to be, um, you know, present every day and um, have a hand in day-to-day -day operations. So I'm kind of like the executive while also being... Sounds um, like you're the ops manager. Yeah, kind of, but I also overlook the shop, accounting, you know, everything like that that allows them to, you know, go on vacations to Naples two weeks in the winter and <laughs> yeah, take... Yeah, first time, first time. Awesome. And then, you know, take take their um, month or yearly 
month long vacations to Bosnia. Please don't ever do that again. <laughs> well, that, that, so do you do you have an operation in Bosnia too? Yes, sir. We, we don't have operation. We have just a, a call center. Okay. So we, uh, it's not operation in Bosnia. This is just call center support for here. So the, I got you. Yeah. Nothing, I, well, I, I knew there nothing. was something over there that that was affiliated with. Yeah, Trucking. it's it's a satellite office, basically, is what it is. And that team over there, I'll tell you what, they they kick butt at what they do. They're they're awesome, and we owe a lot of our success to what they do over there because they they the 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 Bosnian culture and the Bosnian people over there are real go getters. And they'll they'll same they'll, here, right? By right, the way, right. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. They're very they're very um, how do I say it? Self motivated, and um, you know they're just uh, I don't even know. It's they're it's rock stars, rock stars. Absolutely, that, that's the word you're looking for. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So you're a you're a second generation involved with Taz Trucking. Yes, sir. You're first. Absolutely. You're yeah. second. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, company's outlook and and the role you see yourself playing in the growth of, of Taz Trucking? So I, I love this question. I love that question. That's a great question. I love talking about the future of Taz Trucking because I have so many plans um, for what we could do as far as the company goes. One of my um, long-term goals is to eventually take the company public and make it um, eventually even um, go as far as making it 100% employee shared. Obviously, we can't do public and that, but I think the 100% employee owned, I don't even know what it's called. What is it's it? It's an ESOP. ESOP, yeah. yeah. And ESOP, ESOP companies are so from... Um, from my experience talking to people around Kentucky and Bowling Green, like Houchins and all yep. these companies, all the employees are so invested in the company and want to see the company work and grow and evolve that I, I plan on doing something along those lines with Taz Trucking and taking it to the next level, either with an ESOP or taking it public or something along those lines. He's on mom, so he just tried tried to get bigger, go, go, get bigger, yeah. get bigger, get, get more. So his mom is always... Get more trucks, get more trailers, get bigger, get bigger. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, with these yeah, ops, uh, your employees are owners, and they, and they right. take a lot of pride in what they Absolutely. do. And if you can get them in there early enough, um, the chances are they're going to stay with you until retirement. Absolutely. And yeah. because it, it benefits them, if they Absolutely. leave, they they. They lose their yeah. investment. Right. Not right, right. don't lose their investment, but they don't get as much at the end. Right, right. No, I mean, I've talked to people that work, that have been working with Houchins for 20 to 30 years, and they have a million, yeah. two they, million they cash dollars. Out a couple million dollars. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think that, that there's no better way to drive retention and employee satisfaction and just like overall productivity from, yeah. from your employees than being like, hey, this isn't just my company. This is all of our companies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that's definitely, uh, going to be a potential game changer for our business but yeah. we don't have to we don't have to argue about that right now <laughs> yeah. well we had uh, Dion Houchins on a couple months ago uh, from Houchins Industries and and he he was telling us they were getting ready to pay out their 2 billionth dollar wow. in ESOP payments wow. so good, you know yeah. something to think about um, yeah. you know you, you mentioned uh, the the cult the work ethic right. of the of Bosnians yes. especially in Bosnia but yeah, we see it here too. Absolutely, um, the entrepreneur spirit, entrepreneurial spirit of Bosnians is inspiring to everyone, and uh, just about every Bosnian I know, they are they they work hard. Mm -hmm. They they want to have a thriving business, and and we have a lot of great Bosnian businesses in our community. In fact, I think, and you probably know this better than I, but 
about six to eight percent of Bowling Green's population now is Bosnian. Yeah, more than that. More than that. Officially, fourteen point six percent. How much? Fourteen point six. Fourteen point six percent. Wow. wow. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's it's crazy. I mean, if you think about it, there's there's what like a population of ten or twelve thousand, and there's like. 70,000 people in Bowling Green. So, yeah, yeah it makes, yeah, it makes yeah. perfect and sense. Then, I mean, and there's double that for Warren County. Right, so. right, right, right. There's there's a lot of us and, um, you know, a lot of a lot of trucking companies owned by Bosnians, especially. <laughs> um, so so there's a little bit of competition for us within the community and within, sure. the, within the business. Well, hopefully but, it's friendly competition. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Competition absolutely. drives innovation. Yeah, and that's, that's right. Absolutely. We don't have really, we don't have really any, any, Competition. Competition, yeah. competition. This is everything just friendly. Well, you know, in, in any industry, like with what we do here at the DeCesary Group, we work with our competitors because there, there are times when they might not be able to do something that we can do and vice yeah. versa, and we're happy to, to share the love. And that Absolutely. that's, you know, like you said, competition uh, uh, builds innovation. It also, uh, you know, uh, creates a healthy uh, competitiveness right. within the, the market. Absolutely. So right. it's all good. All right, Taz. Um my last question for you. Okay. You know, a lot of a lot of people have watched your journey and uh, think of it as a quintessential American success story. What advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs and immigrants pursuing their own American dreams based on your experience and achievements? I have to tell work hard and work smart. Well, if I just tell work hard, uh, it's my my first job in America. I work really hard, mm-hmm. but I don't think so. If I don't be smart to move, next step is gonna be uh, I'm gonna be successful, right? Right? Like I, I'm today. Yeah. So I just think work hard and smart and get your opportunity. Here is a lot of opportunity. That's everybody need to find his best best day or best gift that he got from God to grab. Right. And. Uh, if I don't change my job, I will be still in factory working. Maybe if you... maybe he'd be the owner of the factory by oh, now. I wish. But... <laughs> I wish, but this time I don't have any. I don't see any opportunity to to grow in factory. Right. That's because if you if you see opportunity for you, just mm. try and be smart. Not just be hard. If you can work hard, hard, hard. But if you don't smart, doesn't doesn't go far. Yeah, it doesn't. So. so it... It's always about working smarter. Always working smarter, yes, and and grab your opportunity. This is place with with opportunity, and I'm I'm a, a live example of this one. You can you can you can succeed very well here. Well, you're you're very inspiring, and uh, we appreciate you uh, all that you do for our community. I mean, not only do you have a, a wonderful business where you're uh, providing jobs for for local citizens, but you give back as well. And that's important, and uh, we we appreciate that as well. And you've made Bowling Green your home, and it's just a, another reason, uh, you know, that that we live in a great place, and and you're part of that, and we appreciate that. Thank you, thank you so much for having having me here, and I, I'm really glad I'm in Bowling Green, and my family is here. Well, I I stay on road like for, for over 12 years, and I, I I watch everywhere maybe to move to be different place. But when I put everything on, on scale, Bowling Green is the best place to live, believe me. 
All right. No, no other place in the U.S. is better than Bowling Green. I agree with you 100%. So do you still have an active CDL? Yes, I'm still <laughs> driving a truck. So. All right. <laughs> so you always go back to your roots. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely, yes. Um, Just a quick anecdote. This guy was supposed to go out on a trip to California with us, but he backed out. So comment on the podcast below that Taz should take a trip out to California in one of our trucks. As soon as the new trucks come in, so it's going to be in, in a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> All right, Taz, Aridan, thank you so much for being on the Decesory Group podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks to Taz and Aridan Zuka for being on the Decesory Group podcast. What an inspirational story. Hope you liked it. If you like the Decesory Group podcast, then let everyone know. Like us, follow us, and write a review. And most importantly, tell your friends. Also, check out the newsletter, Soki Economic Development and Business News, and subscribe at thedecesorygroup.com. And like and follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's program is produced by the Decesory Group, a full-service business consulting, development, and public relations firm. Our engineer is two-time fantasy football champion Justin DeCesare. Our content contributors are Brooke Mattingly and Amy DeCesare. Download the DeCesare Group podcast on your favorite podcasting platform to hear from industry leaders, business owners, and experts about the economic development and business activities in South Central Kentucky. Until next time, I'm Jim DeCesare.